Your goofy ass up, we old, dude. Oh, why your man always, always got, always got, always got something to say. Like he's, he's never just satisfied with anything. He always got some bullshit to say. Every single day on time. So it's a regular countdown. That's how seconds work, you clown. <laughs> <laughs> So check this out, man. Uh, uh, here we go. I'm, I'm perusing uh, social media, minding, minding my, minding my authentic black business. Right. And um, here comes Karen. I saw, I saw some of Elgin's people show up, and I didn't know if it was the new trend or not. So Elgin, I want you to uh, talk talk about this. <laughs> How come? Uh, oh, 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 oh no! That's, 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 oh, no. that's what we do on oh, these no. streets. That's what oh, we do on these streets. Just so, got lies. Just got lies. Mains on the My man's got my man. He put the, put the oh, wave bro. cap. Put the wave what cap. The and the, um, my man got antique weather conditions on his face. Slamming that. Oh, that's disgusting, man. <laughs> Waves on the bed. Is that Philly, man? That's not Philly, man. They putting the pomade and they got the beard bonnets. Beard bonnets, pomade, man. Come on. Listen, my guy. I wanted to make sure. You can't confirm this, OG. Bro, that ain't me, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 what are you gonna do if you're out in those Philly streets? You see these wavy beards, man. What bro, that's a pipe right there, bro. Go <laughs> on site. Just on site. Just, just gonna knock him out and drag him to the barber. Get him straight. Weird wears across the world. <laughs> I, I, I got to punch in the mouth for that, bro. I'm sorry. Somebody I, I'm like, I mean, look. Look, I, I love Philly. I love the city. I've always had a great time out there. So when they try to bring it to a car, um, but you know the gear, the style, the music, the food—you know it's all. But you know, every now and then, there's one or two things that seem to kind of, you know, into in, in a line that I can't quite describe. That's and, a and, hi. <laughs> and I don't know where it comes from, you know what I'm saying? Because as far as I know, I know a lot of righteous brothers out there, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know where all these all these chemicals and beers come from. Hey, hey, crush. Bro, we are here. I, let, stuff. I, mean, I don't mean to get controversial here. I'm sorry. Don't let L take his L for tonight. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get some other representatives over here to 
Bounce for yes, this. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the Incredible in the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who are not on the no fly list. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black. <laughs> amen and amen. But you know, I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of the. Go ahead, sir. Let me introduce the rest of my CBS 9 crew. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? L, say what's up, man. I don't know who they are. It's your local news station. What's wrong with you? L, that's because L don't read no books. We don't have L don't read no books. <laughs> yes yes indeed and please if you are following us across youtube make sure you hit that thumbs up button and subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next show and of course please make sure to follow us across social media at in the black pdcst on facebook twitter and on instagram helps us help support independent black media where we're going to give you the real 100 all the time now before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, though, please, Elgin, can you tell these good folks how they can become part of the family if they'd like to become part of the family? Yes, I can, Sean. Hey, you can head on over to intheblackpodcast.com. We got to fix this. In the right-hand corner, you can click the Become Family tab where you can, man, there's so many things that you can do. And I know I joke about this every time, man, that we get to this point. But this is a, a very serious component, man. It's going to really help us grow and do great things. You don't have a lot of black media, a lot of black alternative media with spits truth. You can help us become that and stay that by becoming a member of the family, man. You can buy swag. You can buy some... Uh, T-shirts, hoodies, bonnets, all different types of shit. You can become a member of the Patreon or you can just donate. We take EBT, CVS, your SSN, (laughs) 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 your CVS, debit card, your your stimulus. You take the P I N too. Yeah, you are the reason why we get so many terrible letters. I just want to make sure you know. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's official. I'm just, I'm just letting you. I'm just letting you know. Yes. Yeah, so we are now going to jump into the black Uh-oh. box for this evening, and the black box for this evening is actually an interesting one. Um, right. Comes from Taylor. Now I don't know how I necessarily feel about the question because it's three married uh, men asking ooh. this question about single life, and it's not nothing dramatic necessarily. Another question when we get our asses in trouble. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, Taylor. You, you, you always ready. You always ready for that. All right, so here we go. So Taylor writes, "What's up, Kings? I just." stumbled across an article that I think would be a great topic for your show, or at least I would like to get your thoughts on it. The article said that a third of single women have admitted to going out on dates to get a free meal. When I read this, it made me feel some sort of way. I met a young lady before the pandemic online. We'd been talking on the phone a lot and meeting for lunch every other weekend or so. Then the pandemic hit and things slowed down. It didn't dawn on me until after the article, but she ghosted me almost immediately after I told her that I didn't feel comfortable going out to restaurants during this period even on one occasion i told her that i wouldn't mind coming over to her place and making her dinner she turned me down and i know what you're thinking but the relationship never even got to the physical stage 
which makes it even wilder to me. I know that some dudes out there aren't worth anything, but playing these types of games makes it hard for guys like me, 38 years old, that actually want to settle down and have a family. What do you guys think? Am I overthinking it or what? Has this ever happened to you, uh, Taylor? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, since, um. since, El, since El is enjoying, since El is enjoying his foolishness, I'm gonna let El go ahead and uh, oh, <laughs> let El go. Go ahead, man. Oh, Taylor got ghosted in the pandemic. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, bro, that's fucking <laughs> and, and we, we've lost we, we've lost oh. we've lost the listener because L just can't control himself. Whoa. Elgin just <laughs> give you a All right, you know what? We're just gonna go to Crash. Can you tell us what you what do you think, bro? I mean, you know, I feel for the brother man. I mean you know, I mean, to, I mean to, answer, to answer his question, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of was something that was something similar um, once, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't overthink it too much. I mean, I think you've drawn your conclusion already. Um, you know, there's nothing more to say, man. Just move on, to be honest with you. You, <laughs> the, you learned your lesson, you know, you saved some dollars, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, hold on to that, you know, for the next one. You know what I'm saying? Just be cautious on, you know, how hungry she gets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so before, before I let El go, uh, crush you, you know, just, just, <laughs> But take note, just take note of these hungry period, of these periods of hunger. You know what I'm saying? So it's, there's actually a term for it. It's called a foodie call. So like a booty call. It's called a yeah. foodie call. And they're talking, they're, I'm going to share because the article oh, he posted it and it's actually a study done by university regarding this. So let's take a quick look at that. This is oh, so <laughs> so it says right, I'm good. So here, I'm good. Here, here we are. It says, foodie call up to one third of women date to get a free meal survey finds. Would you go out on a date? And this is according to research in the journal in the Journal of so- so- Social and Psychological yep. and Personality okay. Science. Fuck up. Shit. <laughs> 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 it was so many likes. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was my internet Tourette happening right there for a second. Like, goddamn. Okay. About <laughs> <laughs> twenty-three to thirty-three percent of women admitted to engaging in at least one foodie call. That's when a person sets up a date with someone that they're not romantically interested in for the purposes of getting a free meal. Researchers at Azusa Pacific University and UC Merced did two surveys on the topic. They found that women who admitted to a foodie call also scored high on the dark triad of personality traits, oh, which includes which includes narcissism. While the report focused on heterosexual women, it also says people of all genders can engage in foodie calls. Of course, I don't think that we're going to be limited in that regard. So, yeah. that being the case as well. <laughs> Hell, all right, uh, Taylor. <laughs> listen, bro. First off, man, uh, it happens, man. One of the things is just keeping it honest. I think all of us have done a foodie call of some sort, or went out to eat with an attractive woman just to be in the presence of an attractive woman to eat some food and to have some good company. 
it's not. I, I think I think that that's different. What's the difference there? Listen, said. So you think these women would, are going out with? Oh, 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 oh. They said that they would intentionally set up dates. Hang out. Go ahead. They would intention. I'm no. I'm don't 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 put that label on me. <laughs> I don't need that fucking smoke in my life. So they would intentionally set up dates with men that they have no interest in get a free meal that is different from someone okay, saying so hold on. hey i like you i want to be in your company i'm so willing to these, these, these people of all gender, you think these people of all genders are going out to eat with unattractive people who they're not interested in just to get a fucking meal is that what we're going to say is that yeah. what we're going to say that we're yeah. sitting across have you have you ever yeah. eaten a meal with some ugly ass people in front of you hold on we no, said that they were unattractive you? we said so they, they, they they're not attracted to they have yeah. no interest in that doesn't mean that they ugly why do you always got to take it to the next why do you got to do why you got to be like that's, this that's what they're saying I don't have a problem with it man I, I really don't I don't think it's that big of a deal man uh, I saw a lot of people online who really had their panties in a bunch about this article. Yeah, I don't think it was that big a deal. Uh, you went out to eat with a woman who really wasn't trying to give you no play. Maybe you had a good conversation. Yeah. You got fooled. You went to the crib and you hopped on Pornhub. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why we're turning this thing. Yeah. So now you're also just saying, move on. Just move on. The problem the problem starts when there's more than one meal. But when I think keep, that's when, when, when it keeps happening. That point in time. If, if it keeps happening like three and four times, I think that's the thing. Given listen, uh, if you read what if we read what Taylor said, it seemed as though he had multiple lunches with her yeah, and so. was expecting like, okay, we build in something. And then all of a sudden it's like pandemic comes and you're like, so hey, see, you're, that's it. That's that's my thing is, that's I said, it could be a hundred reasons why he hasn't heard from this woman. It's the middle of a fucking pandemic. She but wait a minute, but wait a minute. Like those multiple, <laughs> wait, those multiple meals though. And he's thirty-eight. And he's thirty-eight years old, right? Multiple played. meals across those multiple meals. I mean, brothers, y'all, y'all know what rhythm is. Y'all know what the vibe is. Like, and let me go, you know, what the real vibe is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, after after multiple meals, you're gonna know what the real vibe is. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, like, you're gonna, you're gonna be suspicious. You're gonna know if it's solid or not. Because you know people, what I'm saying? I mean, she can't. She can't. Yeah. I mean, is he that good an actor through multiple meals? I mean, unless the food's that good, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. But if you got, if she got multiple meals, I would, I would, have, I would have picked up on that. Like, brother, that's your fault, right? The second, there, that, the second, you night. know what? I, I, I would that, that's that's She got that's two. Where I was leaning. That's where I was leaning with me. Multiple, multiple meals. Multiple meals. Taylor, we love, we love our homies, man. We got nothing but respect for you. But at the yeah, same mm-hmm. time, I do. You you're gonna have to hold that L, my guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like and real talk. Let's let's take a let's take a step back. Yeah, real yeah. talk. Oh, no, 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 no. He's James Harden. Step back. Step back. I gotta ask the question. Are you really ready for marriage, my guy? Like people come these a lot of because I had to listen, I had this conversation earlier today with some of my homies on on Facebook. And all these people are like, well, you know, they're getting tired of no. Motherfucker, they're getting tired of dating, right? It's like the dating scene seems to be so such a slog. It's annoying and so on. I said, all of y'all want to get through this dating scene and get to get to marriage. I, marriage ain't for everybody, man. It's not for the weak of heart, my guy. I don't know what scene, what yeah, movie you know what marriage, watch. Is, marriage is literally dating somebody 25, 20, 
eight. Not 24 yeah. seven. 25 eight. That's literally what it is. Even, you are literally even when you're sleeping. sleeping. Even when you sleep. Because even when you sleep, bro. Damn blanket. Don't don't rub your feet in the cold yeah. on her. I mean, even, when you're, even when you're taking a shit. Yeah, my God. They ain't taking a shit. Let's, let's not act like the damn shit. They, 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 shit. Come on, my God. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Because I was... <laughs> I remember I, I had an issue with my wife the other day. A couple uh, weeks ago. Don't do it. Listen, listen, listen. listen, listen, listen. 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 So... <laughs> Normally, right, if I go out Uh-oh. because I'm considerate, this is gonna end badly. It probably will. I'm gonna I'm I'm eat that. I'm gonna eat that later. <laughs> probably. <laughs> typically, I, typically, I'm considerate, right? And when I'm going out, I'll make sure either before or while I'm out, I'll call my wife and be like, yo, listen, I'm out. Is there something you want? Something you want me to bring you? You want to eat? Whatever, whatever. And typically, she says yes or no. Come this time, I didn't. I didn't call her or offer to bring her something. And your man was coming back from work, and he was hungry, and he grabbed some food, and he sat down, and we started eating his food. And then somebody comes to meet me, is like, "Oh, so 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 that what we doing? We just we just eating without eating." And I was like, "What?" Happened? So that's what we do. We just, we just, we just. Oh, 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 there is no eating for one ever. <laughs> Who are you thinking about? Who are you? Did you forget that you got married, bro? <laughs> Brother, you are, you, are, you are one stomach. Listen, my guy. And yours is the smallest. Yours is the biggest. <laughs> I think the hunger just banged me, like I wasn't, like I wasn't, I wasn't in my right frame of mind. But Lord knows that when she came to me, when she came to me, she started saying, and I looked at her like, "Any <laughs> shit you can say, bro." You, you, I'm, think, I'm like, I'm like, you serious right now? Just we eating by ourselves? We eating by ourselves? Right now? You serious? You what the hell would you think about? You we're eating for ourselves food. now. Are we eating for ourselves? Are you just eating for me? Or God for God forbid, she says that she doesn't want anything. The one lesson that I've learned oh, is man. that when she says no, I don't want anything, and I still bring something back. Because there was one time I didn't bring something. I said, You said no. She's like, Oh, bro, come on. That's 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 it's, early it's, dating one on one. But that's my point. <laughs> That's my point. Now multiply situations like that times 365 over the course of 15, 20, Bro, 25, 30 years. And I mean, people forget that love and relationships and marriage specifically, it takes a lot of goddamn work. It's Man. not something that you just roll up, wake up in the morning, and it just works out. No. Love has such a little to do with marriage. It's unbelievable. I said, man, love has such little to do with marriage, man. (laughs) Now, come on. I'll, hey. I go ledge by myself, bro. You know, I'm a big boy. <laughs> you can hold that up by yourself tonight. Go, 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 go,
because it's so much more than that. It's about compassion. It's about commitment. It's about honesty. It's about communication. Love in and of itself will not sustain your marriage. It won't. Now, you go ahead and think that's what's going to do it or not. But if you ain't willing to change and adopt, adapt rather, bro, listen, don't even do it. If you're not, if you're not willing, if you're not willing to truly communicate, oh God, truly communicate, because you know we're all some pretty smart brothers here. We like to think we're doing "quote unquote" the right thing until you know a completely wrong thing happens, and we're like, "I thought I was being open." No, you weren't. Until she says you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then you realize you weren't being open and or even honest. I think that's also part of the dilemma, right? Is being able to gauging what honesty in your relationship looks like. Now, I know that sounds crazy, right? But being able to tell someone the truth, the whole and unguarded truth without offending them or whether or not you being unvarnished with them and so and being blunt and direct work with the person that you're with or whether or not you kind of have to (laughs) massage it sometimes or whatever the case may be well you already already have to get past that barrier you already have to get past the barrier the idea that anything that you believe in or um uh, 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 are passionate about um is something that could be considered offensive mm. you know what, what i mean you have, to, you have to you have to get past that first you got a point man i i, Taylor, I don't man. know how to, don't know how to call sure, it for taylor right. for real for real like i do uh, it's been a listen at least right for the three of us at least we've all been married for at least 10 years at this stage yeah definitely. so talking to someone about dating when you've been out of the game for let's even say <laughs> 15 years the dating period and then the marriage period that yeah. i don't know how to I, I can't call it my guy. I can't I mean, tell you. I dating now. What I will tell you is that you're, you were being a simp. You weren't reading the you weren't reading the signs. You weren't reading the cues the way you should have because for her to string you along for however many lunches you guys had and you didn't figure out like okay she she ain't never say she want to come to your place. She ain't never invite you to her place. Like she, I mean, no. she, she, she ain't never give you that look. She ain't never give you that look. You know what I'm saying? You offered a cook look. And she, and look. Said, no. and she said no. Because they okay. tell women turning down a free meal at their house. At their house. Yeah, cooked like cooked at in the home that they can leave leftovers at. No, no. Well, apparently she yeah. didn't trust you. In the, she's not either. She didn't trust you. She don't like you to that. You should have read that off Jump Street. My and guy. it's a pandemic, sure. man. It's a pandemic, Taylor. She could be dead. I mean, let's give her some grace here. And on, on, on that note, uh, <laughs> Taylor, we want to thank you for sending in your letter. We really appreciate it. And if you want to get your emails and comments, oh, actually, before we jump to that, Taylor, <laughs> we want to send you, we want to, because L gave you the business, I'm going to send you two t shirts. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> because L is in the mask, and I'm going to send you two t shirts. I didn't so, call you. If you want to get your <laughs> oh, emails and comments shared on the show, you can, of course, reach us at our <laughs> in the black podcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us across social media and hit us up with a message at any point, okay? Um, my man, Tate we have Tate. a guest. We have my homie, Jay Taylor. He's going to help us jump into one of the conversations Jay later Taylor? on. But we're going to. I'm 
thinking about my bad. Jay Scott, he's gonna beat my ass when he comes on putting the show. My homie Jay Scott, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Uh he's a navy guy, but uh I won't hold that oh, against oh, him. Easy, bro. Don't be disrespectful now. Come on now. You know y'all navy dudes ain't shit. But go ahead, Jay Scott. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. <laughs> Yeah, you better well, give him what's up, that, baby? bro. I feel like I'm, I'm waiting for Momani Jones to come out. This man had offended me twice in five seconds. That's the <laughs> You just got here, bro. Hold on. <laughs> what's, what's going on, Jay? I hope you're doing good. Yeah, I'm all, I just got in from the store. I'm tired, but I'm excited. Like, man, I see you. I see you. You're looking extra sleepy, my guy. Maybe you need to do something about that. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I he could have not showed up and went the hell to bed, is what he could have done. I get called, uh, Jay Taylor. He was like, Hey, buddy, just be glad you're on the show, okay? I'm glad like, we brought you on. <laughs> All right, so we're about to jump into it. L, why don't you take it over with uh, uh, annoying orange impeachment, okay? Man, uh, yeah, my man <laughs> got impeached twice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I know we want to talk about him, but I think in the midst of the conversation, it's important to also talk about their inauguration, what's about to take place here in a couple of days, uh, because I think there's some really serious things that are taking place. Some reports are coming out, uh, according to CNN, actually, thousands of armed pro-Trump extremists are planning to surround the Capitol uh, during the inauguration. They're talking about 4,000 people preventing Democrats specifically from entering into the Capitol during the inauguration. So in spite of this dude who is a horrible human being being impeached twice, the threats and the seriousness and the reach of his evilness is still touching people and getting people to do all types of things. Uh, I think it's something really to be concerned about. I think him being impeached, to me, eh, okay. I think we need to talk more about what the impeachment actually does for him after office, more so along with getting him out of office. Because for me, motherfucker had a couple of days left. Yeah. What does the impeachment actually do for him once he's out of office? I think that's the important part. Sean, so share that component, man. What the hell okay. happened? What does um, it mean? Well, at this point, let's be let's keep it all the way. Let's keep it all the way 100. Uh, he now has what eight, seven days remaining in seven office days. as mm -hmm. the United States, the president of the United States. Uh, this vote, to be very frank with you, is really a symbolic vote. Vote whether or not to say that all the things. Well, I won't say all the things because we're, we're not going to rehash old shit. No, no. But what he did at that rally was something that could not be tolerated and what the end results with a insurrection essentially would not be tolerated whether or not america was going to punish those people responsible um he's already been impeached and we understand how the impeachment process works article of impeachment are brought by the house nancy pelosi and her crew and then it is then brought to the senate who would then do the actual trial portion to convict or try him to say whether or not he's guilty of what those charges are sure um at this point, as it stands, that wouldn't happen, which is one of the reasons why they want to wait until or they're trying to wait until the new Senate is brought into brought into play. Um, but additionally, 
the biggest argument is that they don't want to Democrats, the public at large does not yeah. want to pay this dude after he leaves. Okay, we're going to give him all these benefits and all these other things and the fear specifically of him running for another mm -hmm. office yes. once he leaves. Sure. Uh, that's another interesting thing because he, he could be impeached, convicted and said, yes, he's guilty of those charges that were brought up in the article of impeachment, but then they have to vote again on mm. whether or not they're going to disbar him from being able to hold any other political mm -hmm. office after he leaves. So those are two separate votes that have to happen. And given circumstances, who knows how that's going to tenure out? We've heard a lot of Republicans recently saying that, yeah, uh, what Trump did was bad, but, but we should impeach. Yeah, yeah. So think about how that's going to work. And I think part of the process for the um, one that um, would force him to not be able to hold political office Somebody correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but from what I've read, it needs to be a super majority, which means 67 yes. people yeah. need to vote yeah, and right. say, no, he should not hold political office after he leaves. I don't know about you. Yeah, we got 51. If you, Kamala Harris would be the dividing if it was just a simple majority, but I don't see 67, my guy. I, I don't see it. So, like I said, I could be wrong. Somebody correct me if that's not the nope. case, if it's not. I don't you, are you are correct. So, so that's where we are at this juncture. I think that one of the most interesting parts about this dilemma right now is that because of what happened last Wednesday, we now have National Guard uh, units stationed in the Capitol, sleeping in the in Capitol. The they said we now have more soldiers in the Capitol now or on in the grounds of D.C. than we have in Afghanistan and any other hotspot locations that you could possibly think of that American troops are currently stationed. Put that into perspective. Put that into perspective that we have 20,000 troops here to stop another possible insurrection. By American citizens. By American citizens. Then we have fighting Al-Qaeda and the Taliban and all those other folks. That's, 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 gotta, that's gotta hit you some sort of way. You know what I mean? I think it's also, it's part of what they're doing is a uh, a cleanup to what they did, what they didn't do before. So they have to show this strong sense or image of force because they dropped the ball before. With the information that's coming out that actually says that many of the people who showed up for this insurrection and this attempted yeah, attempted insurrection were on the FBI terrorist watch list. Yeah. Like these folks, they knew. I mean, there was every indication that it was a. Some of these people knew that these folks were coming. So the show of forces they're showing now is almost like: Are they taking this threat that is possibly coming serious, or are they just showing a, a sense of force as a way of saying, "Yo, listen, we know we fucked up." So. We gotta do something different, i.e., impeach Trump. I don't know if the impeachment portion is the way to necessarily make up for that. I think that honestly, you know what makes up for it? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm 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 let Jay go ahead. Jay, what do you think, man? Hey, I've cared so much. I, I do agree with everything that's been said. It's a show of force in the military. Y'all know that term. A show of force is meant to try to deter like, you know, escalated action. So them putting all those people out there, 
it's a it's a contingency plan. They may have to be able to fight these people, but this is you know all these militias that have been fighting and arguing. Mm-hmm. It's just a culmination. I find it ironic when I see Pence and these guys like taking a stand against Trump. I'm like, where y'all been the last four years? Like, right. it's the same person. And then the dangerous narrative is like, we know Orange Man bad. None of us are trying to cape for him in any way. But we're looking at the fact that this man was voted re- to be reelected by millions of Americans. Now y'all want to turn your back on him? Like, it's just everyone is realizing that the writing's on the wall, so they're trying to distance themselves from him. But it's dangerous because you really don't know who's sincere until, like, you know, the shit right. fan. You know, we were still waiting on that. So. Nah, you're right about that. And matter of fact, as you're talking about that, he actually came out with some additional comments. And I'll, we'll talk more about why we believe the comments came out, but let's take a listen to what he recently said. My fellow Americans, I want to speak to you tonight about the troubling events of the past week. As I have said, the incursion of the U.S. Capitol struck at the very heart of our republic. It angered and appalled millions of Americans across the political spectrum. I want to be very clear. I unequivocally condemn the violence that we saw last week. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our movement. Making America great again has always been about defending the rule of law, supporting the men and women of law enforcement, and upholding our nation's most sacred traditions and values. Mob violence goes against everything I believe in and everything our movement stands for. No true supporter of mine could ever endorse political violence. No true supporter of mine could ever disrespect law enforcement or our great American flag. No true supporter of mine could ever threaten or harass their fellow Americans. If you do any of these things, you are not supporting our movement. You're attacking it, and you are attacking our country. Now, many people believe that this third statement that he's made is honestly to try and clean up the fact that, like Jay already alluded to, a lot of people have been distancing themselves from him since last week, Wednesday. We have the PJ Tour dropped him, the city of New York, Mayor de Blasio already came out and said, we're cutting all our contracts with this guy. Who else? A bunch of different a bunch of different tech companies, companies all across the board, because of what has happened, has said, we're not donating money to the Republican Party anymore until these things get fixed. Yeah, so, the so let's keep it all the way 100. Is it really because they're genuinely concerned no. about the insur- no, That's temporary. It's the, the money has spoken, and we now see these people that have been enabling him and coddling him these past four and five years now all of a saying all of a sudden saying that yeah he's responsible and he needs to take responsibility. But I don't think you should impeach him because that would divide the country as though the country's not already divided. They literally tried to murder all of you in the capital because the country is so divided. Is so, the country divided though? 
the country's been divided since. <laughs> said violence is not the American way. Violence is as American as apple pie, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry. There would be no America without violence. Right, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, it, it is what it is. So for people to act brand new and act naive at this stage really is very. It's not only disheartening, but it's also patronizing. Yeah, it is. It's extremely patronizing. So what do you guys think will happen during the inauguration? Do you anticipate that there's going to be something that happens? Let's not forget, before we jump into that, I'll open it up to you guys afterwards. There are planned protests at almost all 50 state capitals between the 18th and the 20th. So I want to make sure that we put that out there so do, what do you think if anything would happen happen at the inauguration do you think with the current uh show of force that nothing's going to happen mm, that ain't scaring nobody away if they want to meet they, they're going to test the limits and whiteness is the last line of defense against mm. so they're going to hide behind that but the very reason why they didn't want to display Remember Edmund Pettus, they had no problem. They said, this ain't new, the camera's new when all these black folks are getting beat upside the head. But things start changing when white folks start getting beat upside the head. It needs to be televised, but they're, they're gonna try to dissuade these people, keep them separated. You know, this is a country with the history of the Ku Klux Klan says it's their, uh, you know, their, um, American right. Their, right, their American right to come storm down. And it's my American right to put a bullet in the head, but we can't do that. Oh, you know, okay. like so certain <laughs> things they talk about dividing the country, and that's just a point that's meant to gaslight people that are really trying to expose what's dividing us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Crush. Yeah, I mean the you know, you know, claims that you know, it's going to divide the country, this just you know covering up for their fear of a of Trump's base. Um you know, numbers will I think definitely will show up at the inauguration. Um will there be actual physical confrontation? Maybe. Um, at the same time, I think um, I think certain people, you know, on our side ain't trying to play around either. So, so I think you know, especially when I saw the night shift from that first time, woo-wee, white girls yeah. were getting tossed yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It was hilarious. Night shift showed up, and they I mean, were, they, they were they were they were, cra- they were busting their ass out there. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah, cracking yeah. heads out there that day. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if we're seeing that in broad daylight, then yeah. I, I, I need popcorn. <laughs> Elgin, go ahead. <laughs> I think the difference will be, man, if these folks show up armed, if they show up with weapons, that's a whole that's a whole different game changer, man. Because I gotta believe that these folks are willing to die. die for their cause, right. like this, this, this type of thing is within the very fiber, within the very blood of America. To see so-called patriots attempt to kill themselves to get their purpose and their cause pushed to the forefront, it is in the fiber of this country. It's in the very blood of what this country do. So it would not shock me to see armed battles and armed violence taking place during inauguration that shit wouldn't it would not surprise me at all uh do i think it's going to take place 
No. I mm. think there may be some attempts across the country, maybe some of the smaller capitals that are not as heavily armed. But I think that at the inauguration, I think the inauguration will be safe. But I think the one thing that really scared me, though, was that they said some of these senators were talking about how they felt like it was an inside job that some of these terrorists were able to get in and knew certain places that they can go inside the Capitol information that they no one else is privy yeah. to. So it's hard to believe. So I'm, oh, watching, no. I'm watching. Bro, I see yeah, I am, but I, I was watching. No, I was watching CNN earlier today and it really blew my mind. There was a woman. This is a video. I don't know how the FBI and whomever got a hold of this video, but there was a woman from one of the corner windows of the Capitol with oh, a yeah, bullhorn. That meeting, that meeting no. side? <laughs> it wasn't even a meeting. Like, they had folks indoors ransacking somebody's office and she was outside with her bullhorn and she was literally giving them step-by-step -step instructions on what door is coming next which door you should take because that one leads this direction and this other door leads in that direction. So, and so I'm not at the, I'm not at all surprised that this could possibly be an inside job. They not said, to mention uh, the panic switches in a lot of the senators' offices were gone. Yeah. They said they're taking out like the week before, not even like, you know, and they said these senators were giving tours to people do in during a period where, right. yeah. during during a period where folks aren't supposed to really be in the capital so one of the biggest things one of the things that i think that was the most interesting and it, it hasn't really been spoken about okay now they have because of the inauguration i think more importantly because of the insurrection that happened they now have uh metal detectors at the at the Capitol building, some of the Democratic people, or some of the Democratic representatives, have said that the, based on conversations with FBI agents and those people of, of from the Capitol Police, that the metal detectors are not for outside threats. It's for their folks that they don't trust on the inside. Why? Because many of these newly elected uh, politicians have now taken to bringing their coming into the Capitol armed. So you coming into the Capitol armed, you already said Joe Biden didn't win this election. You've been promoting it and doing all that other stuff for how many weeks? And you're going to still come to the Capitol armed after an insurrection? I, I, I don't blame them for feeling some sort of way, feeling they can't trust these other folks. I don't know that's how black people feel. Y'all, I grew up on the east side of Detroit in the 90s. I remember metal detectors going into the school. You telling me the Capitol building doesn't need metal detectors? Why is that like now just the thing? The exposure of the luxury. Because white people showed up. Just and exactly. Showed up. Over and over. It's all, That's the hardest pill for them to swallow is the stuff like what Elle said. Well, we've been screaming. They're saying it, and we're going to mm -hmm, tell me more. Let's hear it. You know? That's right, man. You got to keep your head on a damn swivel these days, boy. You can't. I, I want all black people to take the day off. No, I am. <laughs> you know, Elle, Elle's friend Carmen showed up. She's right, though. It sounds like something from a house. Yes, the queen. It sounds like something from a house. I think you take the day off, man. If white folks want to battle it out. 
No bullshit. Let them battle it out, man. Let them battle have, it out. I have to admit, I'm very curious as to how things are going to go for the remaining 49 states. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking like Maine, Nebraska, you know, all kinds of, I mean, all kinds of locate Seattle. I mean, Washington. I mean, I mean, all these capitals. I mean, and I've heard about how the, the FBI with their 56 offices they feel prepared, but you know, the individual law enforcement for each state, you know, state patrol. You know, I mean, it's it, it's you know, it's going to be a lot for them. You know, well, so I, do, I, would, I do wonder. I do wonder that. I mean, I don't know how realistic it is to coordinate across fifty states, but I mean, but, you know, I guess when whiteness got to do what it got to do. I mean, I, don't know. Okay. I I think that one of the things they're going to be challenged with. I don't think to be very very honest with you, because this whole because this thing has been fomented for such a long time. Not to talk not to talk about just these militia groups and these and these white supremacist groups that have been literally. This is no. I know we deal with hyperbole sometimes, but no, these don't. people have literally been preparing for a day like this for years. Of course. Yes. For years. Stocking up guns. Stocking up guns. Right. These folks, I don't think that they're ready, my guy. Michigan. Michigan, they're going to have people storm the Capitol. They already announced it. They said they're going to have an arm. storm the Capitol for the second but, time? An armed but peaceful protest. But just by the let's let's keep them 100 just from the 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 position of care being open of open carrying. That's a sign. That's a threat. That's a threat to me that you come to some place that typically people don't come armed to. And you say you're coming armed, but in yeah. peace. Well, what does that mean? And I'm, I'm, and I'm all but, about but Second Amendment I'm all about Second Amendment rights. But you're not going to show up and tell me that it's it's in peace. And, you know, that folks typically don't show up armed like that in this spot. Like, what are you doing after everything that's already happened? These folks got Al-Qaeda type uh, training camps in the woods of Washington and Maine and all these other places. They've been preparing for this, man. They know for what years, time it is. Bro. And I don't think FBI, all these folks, I think, to be honest with you, man, this is really going to be the, a black eye amongst many other black eyes on the system because folks have been talking about white supremacy, these militia groups and all these other things that have been building up for years and they've never taken it seriously. Instead, they want to go after these black nationalist groups that what like what black nationalist groups. That's been the way since we learned what COINTELPRO was. That's what they've always been. People talk about COINTELPRO like it's a thing of the past. Nope. It's still happening. And we get we don't learn about it until after the damage is done. We know Michigan militia was behind the Oklahoma City bomb. Yes, indeed. It's codified. <laughs> they're allowed to exist. If you can't, if there's not incriminating evidence to prove that person is it, Joe Biden's policies, what was it, Title 14, specifically yep. talked about games. It didn't affect militias. It affected the Crips, the blood. <laughs> Say it one more time. See, I knew yeah. I made a good decision telling yeah. you, you know what, I'm not even going to go over there. You, you all right with me. Let me tell you, down here in Texas, heck, they've been buying guns all year long. You go anywhere, the gun Bruh, shows. Is you can't find ammo out this joint. Many of the listen, listen, listen see, see, see what our girl Valerie said. I have yeah. enough classmates with clan family members that have been telling us how they've been training for this for the last seven months. Three movies, 500 year history. We're <laughs> still not ready. That's good. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But My you know, guy. 
Elvis is a radical. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, two things can be true, my guy. I'm just, I'm just saying. Take that day off, bro. Carmen already said I'm taking my my black ass is going to be in the house. I hope the rest of you guys will right. be in the house too. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not is the love and the admiration that I see black women having for Kamala. I'm not bringing that up. I'm just saying that right there might make them make some improper decisions. I just really hope people are just not that here because when they pop off, you ain't going to have no way to protect yourself. Like stay home. Like for those folks that are out in these streets, I hope that they're actually. I hope that they're ready. Like no bullshit. I hope so too. Yeah, I hope that they're ready. Yeah. Shoot, first ask questions last. That's how most of the so-called gangsters last. This is this house of cards. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, no bullshit. All right, we're going to jump into the final segment for tonight, which is why Jay we brought Scott. the whole Jay Scott on to help us mm. tighten this thing up. The pandemic, unfortunately, has caused many small businesses across the nation and across the globe, to be very honest with you, to unfortunately have to close their doors. People are without work and so many other things that are affecting our economy. But somehow, some way, Brother Scott is going to give us a step-by-step process of how he took his journey to be no able pressure, not- okay. No pressure, to, bro. Not no pressure at all. No pressure, to start his business in the middle of a pandemic. Man, if you want to go get your wife and tell her to come on out and help you out, bro. Hey, are you reading my mind? I was like, yeah, listen, bro. I was like, I think you might be able to explain it a little bit better. Says it better. Listen. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say, bro, if you need, if you need assistance, bro, listen. Don't you, don't you take that black woman's glory. Listen, I don't want that smoke, so let her come on and do her thing. Uh, the name of the store is Lynn's Beauty Depot. My wife and I, you know how people, oh, your soulmate. Our birthday, same day. Scary. Both of our mom's name is Lynn. Scary. We found so many similarities, but we came out with a store. We said Lynn's Beauty Depot. And we opened it on Juneteenth symbolically because during that time, right here in Texas, there were enslaved Africans that didn't know they were free. Sure. And just like now, during this pandemic, there's still a whole bunch of us enslaved-minded Africans that don't know we are free to practice group economics. We open our doors and we've been partnering with so many people, making so many great connections. That so we, come on, man. We ain't gonna hurt her. Don't worry about it. She's a six foot. My lovely wife. She looked like she would whip all our asses. And you her you let her kneel down. How about you get up and let her sit down? Let her tell her story. Can she do that? I'm okay. Hey, you got you you got a real one right there. Now, so we've got our brother on the show. We wanted to ask him and ask you now how you guys were able to start this process, the feeling that you got, the gut impact, how you brought it all together to start a business in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> um, I live by the motto, do it scared. So I was scared, but either I'm going to, because to me, opening a business is scary no matter what, whether it's the pandemic or not. You know, you have all these concerns like, am I going to get the support I need? Am I going to be able to make rent now? Are people going to continue to support me? Is this just going to be a facade for somebody in the beginning and then they don't ever, they don't ever come back? So the whole do it scared thing, I've basically done that my whole life. Like, I joined the Navy, scared. I got out of the Navy, scared. I started selling hair in the Navy, scared. So why not start my business scared. So I was scared. I was afraid, but 
I kind of just stepped out on faith and was like, you know, this is my hometown. I, I've done enough for people to, you know, mm-hmm. support me, you know, and it, that's what's really been paying off is the fact that uh, my husband and I, we have bleeding hearts is what I say. We'll give you the shirt off our back, literally. And at some point it just, you know, at some point I knew it was going to come back around to mm-hmm. us and it, you know, the business is what made it come back. But so, yeah. so would you say that it was because you already, before opening the business, you had already built a relationship or rapport with the community that you were in and that helped to build that up? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because we had, I had just moved, we had just moved back to the California and I was gone from home for 14 years. Oh yeah, you knew. So I was a totally different person. I was 19 mm-hmm. when I left and when I came back, I'm 30 plus. So they, you know, they don't know the, the, they know the 19 year old Rhodesia. They don't know <laughs> 33 year old Rhodesia. So that was so different. I did come home a lot and, you know, did stuff for people within my community, but we opened a store in a community that I'm not really from. I know, mm. but I'm from with Dallas. Mm. So that's kind of how that happened. But, I think my my name was out there enough for people to, you know, want to come out and support. And the fact that we opened in the middle of a pandemic, we didn't, there was not a black owned beauty supply store anywhere close to us at the time. So I think. Now it's three. Yeah, but I also feel like DeSoto, uh, because of, you know, it's about 80 plus percent black. Mm -hmm. They've been Mm -hmm. something like this. I think they kind of just been like, you know, they. Nobody ever did it, but they you could tell they had been waiting because when they come in the store, they're like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for someone to do something like this. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so what has been one of the challenges that you guys have faced that you've been going through the process to start the business? Like what was OK? Let's I won't say the challenges. What was the biggest challenge that you faced trying to open a business? <sighs> It's, and I, I explained this to somebody who came in the store today. It's not the people because we get the support. It's on the other side, which is the accounts dealing with, because we all know that the beauty supply industry is dominated by Koreans. They, they, the, the stores, the manufacturers, the distributors, it's all of theirs. And literally what happened, what was happening, not just to me, but a lot of other black owned beauty supply store owners is we can't get the accounts that we need to stock our store with the correct, the right inventory that we know is going to sell. Wow. So what happens is they, they basically push us away and they do it strategically. They literally say, Hey, it's another beauty supply store too close to you, even though they're right around the corner from each other. Or they'll say, Hey, we're not opening new accounts right now. Or they'll say, sure, we can open an account with you, but your minimum will be $15,000. Helen Helen wants to know what the name of your store is. So we need to post a link and we'll sh- make oh, sure to share that. So he, And you asked me for all that. Can I write it in there? Where can I put it? You go ahead just... and make a comment to the folks. Go ahead and uh, tell me what it is and I'll drop it in the comments to our folks. And we'll make sure to put that in our YouTube and Facebook when we ultimately share it as well. So those <laughs> folks that are in the area can swing by. Okay, it is Lens Beauty Depot, L Y N N apostrophe S Beauty Depot. It's the same on all platforms. Twitter is DPT instead of Depot, but Facebook, Instagram, 
online all the same name. You see a peacock mm -hmm. as like the um, yeah. profile picture. Okay. And basically the name came from my mom. So my mom's name is Lynn. Uh, we do a lot of stuff in remembrance of her. She, sure. uh, my mom was murdered when I was five years old. Mm. So um, we, you know, me and my brothers, we try our best to make sure that she's proud of us. And that's, you know, that's, we pay homage to her. So, and Amen. crazy part about it is me and Jason got so much in common. His mom name is Lynn too. Yeah, he, told, he told us, he said that you are his soulmate. Yeah. So, okay. We see it. We that's what well, we just saying that it was being well, recorded and he was going to see it eventually. So I want to make sure that he. I gave him the title of my soulmate before he did. Wow. Interesting fact, though, I knew it the day we met. I asked her, I was like, our birthday the same day. I don't know how I knew, but I knew. And when I walked away from her, I'm like, Man, I've used that line too, bro. Don't worry about it. I've used that same line. It works too, bro. You wouldn't believe me. I, I, I thought that was a line he was using. I ain't lying to you. I went right upstairs to my administrative clerk and was like, hey, look up MM1Stop. Watch out on that guy. You, you see that E5 right. over there? Watch out for him. He looked it up and he turned around. He said, it's May 10th. I said, oh. Okay. Mm. Okay, Jay, I see you, bro. Okay. okay, as we're talking about this whole soulmate thing, let me ask you a question. Oh God! What? When I see you in these streets, it's gonna be a problem. You, you know this, man. Every time you do that, I get scared, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I just get nervous. Given that you guys are soulmates, mm -hmm. given that you guys have been married for umpteen years, what has your marriage or relationship made easier about opening a business, and what has made it more difficult or challenging? Oh, that is a good question. So technically, yeah, we have been married on two years. We've been knowing each other a long time. Okay. Uh, but uh, the easy part about it is the fact that we understand teamwork. Mm. And, you okay. know, uh, even though Jason works, he travels when he works. But when he come home, his focal point is family in the store. So when he's away, the store is just me, you know, and my niece. We humping in that store. But he finds time to not only... Uh, Give me, give us a break, but he finds time to spend time with our daughter. We have a six year old, finds time to spend time with me, and then finds time to give me a break from the store. That's a lot. So that you was got people, got people all emotional going on in the comments. You, you see how you see how that is? Yeah. <laughs> but it, I'm adding on to what you're saying. It is about teamwork. We know it helps being military, we have um, base income, and I, I encourage people. When you're starting a business, before you start the business, if you don't have, um, say, your income built into your financing for your business, you have to have passive income so that if your yeah. business doesn't make money, you can, you keep, can keep thriving. thriving. Yeah. People go in and you wouldn't jump out of plane without a parachute and a backup, I will hope. But right. people sometimes jump out with no parachute, like, oh, I'll make it, and then get mad. Like, you got to have a plan. The contingency plan is just intelligent. If you don't succeed, it's just been lessons learned. We've made a lot of mistakes, a lot of missteps with well-intentioned behind it. Sure, so sure. you can't focus so much on what you meant to do. You got to focus on what you actually did. And then- accomplish. That's true. That's so true. yeah, we, we're making- 100, share some of those mistakes with us because I know that we have tons of folks that are entrepreneurial minded that for whatever reason, they're scared. Like like the mama said, they're, they're scared to jump out there 
Yes. And they don't want to do it scared. So give them some of the mistakes so they can try and learn from it and pick it and be try and get ahead of the game. Um, um, don't start a business with your own money. Don't ever, ever start a business with your own money. Always get finance, even if you take your own money and get a C, uh, put a CD and take a loan against the CD. Borrow against something else. Don't use your own money because when things don't go well, you still have to borrow money to kind of get yourself back. With the pandemic, it, it's really about finding out what your norm is and trying to establish that as quick as possible. Mm. But finance and finance, financing is a lot more abundant. Well, it was a lot more abundant before COVID and now it's restrictions, but don't be afraid to get financing because that's gonna build your business credit. That's gonna get you into right business relationships with banks and you know money lenders or whatever. You gotta be able to invest. Um, uh, make sure that your personal credit is up to par. And the reason I say that is because yes. over your business, you don't have business credit. Yep. So no matter how you want to take a, you know, stay away from your personal finances, they're going to run your yes. personal credit yep. because you, you don't have anything else to stand on with the exception of your personal credit. So as long as that's up to par, it's easier to get financing. They also, I'm going to say this, they ain't just handing out money. They not. They sending you through the ringer, especially because of COVID. So a lot of pe these people, like, I'm going to get a PPP loan and I'm going to EIDL. We didn't qualify for any of that stuff. Any of it. And the main, the main reason we didn't qualify is because of our time in business. Mm. We didn't have enough time in business. That's the main reason. They want you to have a year plus, two years, you know, so they push out all of this info. Okay, well, you got, you can get you some capital. And then you look at the application, like, you got to have two years. You uh, have insurance companies who will not back you with business insurance unless you've been in business two years. How does that make any sense? Yeah. Like one of them is State Farm. You have to have been in business two years to even get business insurance through State Farm. So it's, it's stuff like that. Um, one thing that we learned along the way, if you're going to have a brick and mortar, please use a commercial realtor. Mm -hmm. They know the lingo. They know how to save you money. They know how to talk to that that uh, that broker, that landlord, whoever. If you don't, if you're not using the commercial realtor, you're just setting yourself up for failure out the gate, out the gate. Because the landlords, because you're bringing them money by renting their space, they are willing to give you abatement, which is basically free rent. Mm -hmm. They're willing to do your build out, so they'll they'll give you a stipend. Just for a build out. Some people, if it's just an open space, they really want to do that, but they'll give you a baby. Uh, so using a commercial realtor. We use a commercial realtor, a really, really good friend of mine, and it, it paid off a lot. She found us a job. We got a beauty Well, we were the only beauty supply store in the country with a drive-through. There's one more now in Georgia. She came after us, but it's two so far. Maybe other people picking up, but one of the reasons, and she's in, she's in business, so she understands. And her main focal point was the fact that if we have to shut down again, how will you be able to sustain, sustain yourself? They all they close them. So she said, if you have a drive-through, you can stay open. Just, just like Jack in the Box, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. You're it's funny you say that there's a uh, hair supply store, not even a couple That's of blocks away. Every single one of them, even my glow in the dark joint. But that joint actually just went out of business maybe a couple of weeks ago. Oh man! And they were suffering. I mean, it was owned. It was owned by Koreans within the neighborhood, and they had been around for quite some time. And then the pandemic hit, and their supplies started drying up. 
And as the supplies start drying up, you're like, all right, uh, well, I, I guess right. it's not working. Mm-hmm. It went out of business, man. It went out of business. Another thing is learning your demographics. Uh, one thing I did prior to opening is I posted surveys on Facebook all the time. Like, tell me your top three shampoos and conditioners. Tell me your top three edge controls. Tell me your top three, uh, uh, um, what's some other stuff? Hair grease, hair oil. So what I did was I didn't go out and buy all the shampoos and conditioners there were to you offer. Bought the you bought was going to run off the shelves. That the people were going to buy. And I, I still yeah. do that. I still do it till this day. We take recommendations in our store. Hmm. If I don't have at least three to four people recommending that product, I won't go buy it because it tells me it's just going to sit on the shelf because hmm. that one person not going to come buy six of the same type of product. They don't need that much. Yeah. So yep. it helps to know your demographics and it helps to build relationships with the people in your community. So at my um, grand opening, the first black mayor of Detroit was there. He did a speech at my grand opening. The wow. mayor- he was talking about Haiti. And their independence. Yeah. I was so impressed. Like, yeah. look, he didn't hold anything. His card down. sitting right here. Carl Sherman, the the yeah. Texas representative. He's he the was, first black mayor and the first woman mayor. And the first woman mayor. Black woman. Uh, she's passed away. Um, she came to my store when the first time she came, I wasn't there. She told my niece, "Don't tell her, but I'm coming back. I mm. want to meet this young lady." So she came back, she pulled up, she was looking all fancy in her red car. She got out of the car, she had a mask on. She said, I bet you don't even know who I am. I said, yes, I do. And when yeah. I told her, <laughs> she, she was like, I wish I could hug you, you know. And building those relationships has kind of, you know, made it easier for us to, to be, you know, approached by the community. Because some people, they kind of look at you strange when you come plop down in their city and open yeah, up. You're right about that. You're right about that. You know, right and about they made that. it a little easier. And yeah. we had a line down the street. That's at awesome. The opening. That's awesome. That is what's up. That is what's up. Mom, I'm, I'm, I can't thank Jay because, I mean, he just showed up. But I, found Mom, I appreciate you coming through <laughs> and breaking everything down to us and sharing your insight. We really Absolutely. appreciate it. The only can make this experience better is if you send me a bottle of Cantu and that peppermint shampoo. I need some of that in my life. How about I'm not how sending about you? you a bottle of Cantu because that's I another have thing we do. a lot better than Cantu. I can't <laughs> so reason is you know we gotta protect our crown. See, but I keep getting heat from these two light skinned clowns over here. My my main beyond so L Cantu has way L too much crush, alcohol. We got y'all. We're gonna put something in the mail for yeah. y'all. Oh, <laughs> well. Anything for the beard, bro. Anything for the beard, I'll take it. I see y'all rocking your beard. You're not supposed to do me like that, my guy. You're not supposed to do that. You know, please. Uh, addresses right. and stuff, so we'll send y'all out some um, care packages and stuff. So, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to take a look at y'all hair right now. It'll take the head out. I'll be fine. 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 Okay, so we're on social media, Lens Beauty Depot, LLC on Facebook, Lens Beauty Depot on Instagram, and Lens Beauty Depot on Twitter. When I say to put, it's DPT. <laughs> we have an online store, which is www.lensbeautydepot.com, and uh, we do delivery. We have a standard delivery fee. I think it's, what, eight bucks? 
Yeah. It's, a, it's COVID it's, $20. No, no it's not. It's <laughs> other, it's not other end of the also, if you're in a local area and you don't want to get out your car, you can order your products online, choose local pickup, and come through the drive-thru. Through the drive-thru. God damn, black people being that's smart. smart. <laughs> yeah, we are located at 1488 North Hampton Road, DeSoto, Texas, 75115. What's up? Your phone number 469-747. Carry something in the store, please call. Don't hesitate. We answer the phone. We you ain't gonna hear the phone ain't just gonna ring. If, if, if you have, we're gonna pick up that phone. The phone is right up under us. So we'll pick it up. Ask whatever questions you gotta ask. We ain't funny like that. Sometimes I'm saying I'm gonna answer the phone anyway. So if you look on the Google, you'll see the image. We have a mural. They got painted uh, Madam C.J. Walker's face and one of her quotes that we love. Do not sit and wait for opportunity to come to you. Get up and make it right in front of our store because we wanted to give people that inspiration that whatever it is you're striving to do, stop waiting for other people to come do it for you. Get up and start doing it and the people will come to you to help you. We're witnessing that over the course of this year. The people that have come into the store and talked to us, it's mind blowing. Radio DJs, we ain't never ever, they just showed up and chilling with us, calling us out on the radio. And about just putting yourself into that. If you want to make money, if money is the thing that you need to get a lot of things you want in life, your focus should be on doing what you love and finding out a way to monetize that thing. That's what's up. That's the that's the key. And what our motto is, uh, Lens Beauty Depot is for the people, oh, our okay. people. Yeah. That's right. that's no doubt, no doubt. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, your busy schedule, Mama. I'm not talking about Jake. Thank you for taking time out and joining yeah. us and having this yeah. conversation. Yeah. We really, we really appreciate it. We really, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good night, you guys. Okay. Y'all be Thank easy, you. man. Thank Peace. You. Peace. Yeah. Peace. All right, right about now it's time and we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So, Crush, what's up? Gosh, um, I guess uh, uh, the only thing that uh, that comes to mind is that, uh, you know, I don't know, um, looking forward to seeing WandaVision tomorrow. Mm, okay, okay, I see you. I know yeah. you're on that. I was... You know, I was looking the other day and I was reading the new story of uh, Batman by John Ridley. I think that that's really. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the future state story? Yeah, I think that's going to be that's going to be a very uh, interesting. Run. Yeah, I took a I took a gander. It's um, I'm reading it now. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, okay. it, they, they, they definitely even though DC loves to spoil shit, um, they did throw a little curveball at you for a minute there, you know, because we all thought we knew it was going to be. But then it's not. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for it. The first issue they don't reveal very much. It's just him in action, which is dope. Yes, yeah, awesome. awesome. Especially that one particular moment. That's the moment. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, we know what's going on. L. Mm-hmm. L, what's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, your boy Biden un- uh, released his emergency corona stimulus plan. Uh, Overall, the plan is eh, whatever. But the thing that I'm excited about the most is the fact that he's extending his uh, extending the eviction moratorium. Uh, for those folks who don't know, uh, the CDC actually 
invoked a national eviction moratorium that was going to end January. I mean, yeah, January 31st, which meant that February 1st, landlords would be able to have the opportunity to start evicting people in the midst of a pandemic. But part of Biden's plan is actually to extend that eviction moratorium to September 31st. This year, 2021. Okay. 2021, which is, I'll take it. That's a field that I'm passionate about and I'm excited about that part of the plan. I can understand. Uh, what's up for me this week is um, actually, let me make sure that I have Letitia James, who is the attorney general for the city of New York. She is, she has just filed a lawsuit against the entire New York city police department. She said, basically she just said, anybody can get it. And I got clips loaded and ready for all of y'all. She said that it has been, it is unfortunate and she does not blame all police officers. However, the, the pathological way that they have gone about tackling and addressing black people and people of color in the United States, excuse me, in New York city, specifically during the protests has shown their true colors. And she's going full hog against everybody. My guy, she's like, all the people are going to be punished. And this is the first time I'm seeing it. I'm really now. This is my this is my concern. Quickly is that we saw how this happened with uh, so Miss Mosley, yeah, yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. New York City's a different beast. Yeah. So Protect I black mean, women. I'm sorry. Protect black women. Yes. Say that one more time because I, I like you said I, I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually kind of worried for her well-being after, like, when she had a over an hour. She called, she even called out de Blasio. She was like, de Blasio said that X, Y, and Z was warranted during the, we saw, we saw it with our own eyes what happened. Blasio said that it was warranted. Nah, me as an attorney looking at it, it wasn't warranted. And many of these reasons is why I'm coming after these these folks. So So I I hope security too. Sure, sure, sure. I, no doubt. Well, even security—it has to be private security. Well, and you know, saying, her, her yeah. own security detail. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm ready for it. I'm glad that she's doing it. Took a strong black woman to step into that yeah. seat and be yeah. able to do it. I'm just hoping yeah. that, I'm just hoping that it everything for goes well. Sure. That's yeah. that's as much as I want to say, man. All right. Want to thank you guys for actually. Should, I mean, L always tells me that it's on the screen. Never mind. Uh. Hell, where can people find you if they like to find you, man? Can you say it for the people that oh, are yeah. actually just I'm listening? Sorry. For, for you people who are on uh, YouTube. We don't need <laughs> <laughs> folks throwing up in the comments again last minute. Just okay. tell these people, hey, man. Elgin Bailey, Twitter, Facebook. No doubt, no doubt. Crush, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? You know where you can find me on Instagram under SB Methods, aka Bridge or the Orange Crush. Uh, looking forward to new episodes of the Blurredverse podcast and the Look of Love podcast. No doubt. And I am Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me everywhere on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us and we appreciate it. Once again, continue to help us support independent black media where we give you the real all the time make sure you follow us across social media at in the black pdcst on twitter facebook instagram and as always informed intelligent in the the black yes in the black
This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like that word. Fredricks, what up? I black podcast, it's all facts. He don't like that, the fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, yo. This intelligent element's always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Resting them my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said they my cheat, who no dweed so effortless. I listen them, I learn, man, them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house, in your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin power that's so ascending bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that the fall back in the black podcast they fucked up who looks like watch black up here chat me young flop in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that the fall back in the black podcast we all lost the whole of them can none of them can come true like that though. <laughs> 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 <